Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? This episode of Play the Bay is brought to you by Bet Online and Believe Podcasting Network. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to, play, to bet on all your sports action. The NBA is in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is coming, and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest, as Bet Online is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and, f- and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And now, play the bay. From Channel Side Drive, where Lord Stanley Cup rests. Time kicks down the Lightning with the Stanley Cup. Travel across the bridge to St. Pete to find our American League champs. And the Tampa Bay Rays have just won the American League pennant. And get ready. To fire the cannon. Lob pass toward the end zone. Gronkowski makes the catch. Touchdown Tampa Bay. What a great grab by Gronk. Because it's time for another episode of Play the Bay. Play the Bay. Welcome back to Play the Bay, presented by Believe Podcast Network and Three Daughters Brewing. I'm very excited because today we get to talk only about football. (laughs) Tag day, cap numbers, trades, drops, flops. It's going to be amazing. As the episode title says, bag them and franchise tag them. Boom. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been happier that our show was on a Tuesday because, you know, the, the, I mean, we were going to talk Rays, we were going to talk baseball, and I was just like, but there's so much going on in the NFL, and here we are. We're bringing you an all-NFL you know show. It was predetermined, and I thought to myself pre-show, I was like, there's so much going on in the NFL. Maybe we should push that Ray stuff to next week, and then yeah. it just it just fell in line. It was like the stars had aligned and made everything better, so... Yeah, just push it a week. What are we going to do? You yeah. know, we'll get some more raised guests on, you know, yeah. next week. Yeah. What's up? What's up? Sometimes, uh, sometimes dreams do come true, guys. Never stop <laughs> fighting for what you believe in. And I never stopped. And here we are. Off Don't ever stop. Don't ever stop what you believe in. Don't ever stop. Is that Was that from an 80s movie or no? I, I mean, honestly have no Probably. idea. I don't. I don't know either. But I was I was gonna say you're the best around. No one can do but let you down. No, that's Karate Kid. That that's what I've heard. Okay, I've heard that one. Yeah. What are you guys drinking? What's your IPA? Is it an IPA of the day? Because it's a huge can. <clears throat> this is can. the IPA of the day. The brand new release of the Mango IPA from our sponsor, Three Daughters Brewing Company, which you can get for a limited time only at Three Daughters. It is on tap. And they're uh, they're in the the tap house and also outside as well. These are 32 ounce cans, which you can purchase inside uh, the tap room as well. But make sure you get them while they can, because once they're gone, they are gone. I must say they are delicious. I was up there on Saturday with my family. 
Uh, not only did I meet Bob for the first time, who's the social media guy for for Three Daughters, but he he let me get so many cans of beer of new stuff we haven't tried, which I will give to you guys. I've got oh good, I've got raspberry lemonade ciders. I'm not a big cider guy, but it was great. It's refreshing on a hot summer day. If I need something refreshing, I will I will gladly drink a Three Daughters uh, uh, raspberry lemonade cider. And then I have a, a maple bacon stout. I have a red velvet stout. I've got another can of mango IPA. I've got a tropical big ass 32 ounce can. So I'll, we're all canned up, man. And I'm and this 32 ounces of a seven percent beer. So I might be a little slurring my speech later. Just letting you know. I love that. So I might have to drive to your house and take some of the beer away from you. Is what you're telling. Yeah, I think you should do that. Because I love if, that. If not, it'll all be gone. I'm just letting. Sign you. me up for that task. I'll be all over that tomorrow. Okay, that sounds good. I like. That. I, I want to try the mango one. I'm I'm very <clears throat> big fan of mango. Like mango, anything, seltzers, beers, everything. So I'm looking forward to that. You will not be disappointed. Like it, you would think some beers like oh, like the the flavor overpowers the actual hops. Like it's a great mix of both. So when you get that 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 sip, it's like oh, I've got mango, but I've also got hops at the same time. You will like. <laughs> what it's like a uh, mango but you also got hops at some time yeah, it's like you gotta <laughs> do right. the the shimmy and the shake with it and then you go like that and it's it's fantastic you, you it's it's it. fun for the whole drinking population that's what we're yes at. okay yes all right and as tb bucks for life mango one sounds awesome it is fantastic it's a good one today there you go love that yes I'm drinking so, sparkling mineral water. So that's did you spill something that earlier? Horrible. No. Yeah. Okay. I'm obsessed with Topo Chico. So Topo Chico sponsor me. But I drink probably I don't I don't know twenty a week, Holy which is cow. kind of a lot. But I'm a big fan of mineral water, and it's it's good for you. If you haven't seen that Zac Efron documentary, I'm not even going to lie to you down to earth on Netflix, the water episode, you wouldn't guess is the best one. Water. Water. Mm. And that's high quality H2O. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Had to drop that in there. That was good. I've seen that show. I I must say, um, Zac Efron, he's a, a, he's a very beautiful man. I oh, that. he's a yes. very beautiful man. So I will leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. That's it. Love that. Yes. Love that. All right. Do we want to dive in? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. It's exciting. So okay. much to go into. So we'll start. We'll start with the big one. I mean, there's two big ones, but we'll start with the big, big one. Chris Godwin gets the franchise tag. Yep. Finally. I think yes. We yeah. all knew that was coming. Yes. Yeah, we knew that was coming. Guarantees him about sixteen point four three million in one year. So obviously a non-exclusive tag, but I can't envision anyone coming and trying to take him away. I don't know that he's going to really garner two first-round draft picks from any team out there. So I think the Buccaneers kind of have him on lock. But what do you think? Is he is he kind of safe? Do you see anyone coming in grabbing him? No. No. I know there were some rumors about maybe the Colts and maybe the Lions, mm. but uh, no, he's he he says he wants to stay here no matter what, even if it's a franchise tag. Obviously, they'll work it out possibly later on this year. Hopefully, they will because uh, I know like they were saying the cap cap space will probably go up next year because after the whole COVID COVID stuff. So yeah. he he wants to like these guys want to be Bucks for life, especially with Brady around. Like Brady's. You know, restructuring his contract, he might even flirt with play, pay, playing past forty-five. So these guys want to be here. They don't want like, even though the money is out there, where teams are going to be like, "Hey, 
I'm going to throw a multi-year contract at you. You're a young guy. You're going to make tons of money here. But he said this a few weeks ago, like, you know, why would I go somewhere? I'm going to like, I'll make a ton of money, but I'll also be miserable at the same time. Why would I want to do that where I could stay here where I'm happy, make good money and, and play with, with the best yep. in the game right now. So he's not going anywhere. He's, he's going to stay here hopefully for a very long time, just like Mike Evans. I think hopefully what they can do to create more cap room before June 1st is get him a deal where he's not making that 16.4, you know, right now, because what that does is that just kills. That's a big chunk of our cap. I know we looked at cap numbers earlier today, and and like we were discussing before the show, we still don't have a number from the NFL. Um, I think in the – I use spot track a lot, and that was the picture that I sent you guys. I know without the Levante David deal, we were already in the red, um, depending upon, you know, I think over the caps, another website that everybody looks at, and you can kind of see what it is. But if they can change that number from Godwin and get a, get a deal for him in place, cut that number in half, I mean, you can boost, you can find $8 million, you know, maybe you split up that $16 million and, give him some incentives to make him more money as he does well, because we'll know he'll have another good season. I don't think it'll be uh, – he'll have a down year or anything. So get him a long-term deal, and then you're going to have to look at uh, – you know, everybody wants to, you know, bring keep the band together. I think with what we did today with Levante David and Godwin, I don't, I don't see any other way to get Griffin back. I don't know. Well – so I saw something. It was I think it was almost right after the Levante David extension, where they may be working on a deal with Shaq. So it could yeah. happen. Now, obviously, how long of the deal it's going to be, how much it's going to be, because I think you know after Shaq, you have to worry about what Gronk, Fournette. Well, I mean, right now Antonio you're already Brown. in the red. Right, like you're right. in the red millions already. I get yeah. that. I get that, so. but. I mean, if they're if they're really gonna try and make a contract, if they're gonna throw something at him, then uh, you could you could say, you know what, Antonio Brown, we're gonna let you let you walk somewhere else. Gronk, if you really want to stay, we'll give you peanuts and maybe you know some some cool you know after after hours time in Ray J to party and stuff like that. And then for Fournette, we I think obviously <laughs> we all we all know like Fournette's probably gonna go somewhere else. That's yeah. a given. But if they're really trying to make a push for Shaq, I mean that's to me. You know, you want to, you, they said this before. We, we're going to try and bring back everybody in this core to, to make, to go for two. And they're trying right. everything they can. I, I want to give big props to Jason Light and their financial team because I yeah. want to know who their financial advisor is. Because if he's making and squeezing every nickel and dime out of that team, I want him doing my finances right now. So I, 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 I give them props. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think we're going to see too, because I think when you look at these deals, a lot of this restructuring, whether it's Mike Evans, whether it's Tom Brady offering an extension, all of these things kind of consist of borrowing from the future, right? It's similar to what they did yeah. with Levante David. That's why this year he's only going to count three and a half million against the cap is because now they're using those voidable years to spread out that hit, right? So that's a lot of their options with these guys trying to get the band back together, trying to re-sign as many people as they can, is borrowing from future years, really kind of spreading it out, putting more of the burden on 2022, 2023. Now, what they do in those years, I mean, we'll see, because that's kind of all up in the air as far as Tom Brady's contract goes, but and, yeah. and money, money in general. I think mm-hmm. Jason Light's obviously extremely impressive with what he's been able to do, but I'm interested to see 
how this win now mentality kind of plays out in the long term. And I think most teams aren't willing to do that because when you look mm-hmm. at a full rebuild, most teams are trying to develop five to 10 year stints of success rather than let's win two back to back Super Bowls and call it a day. So I think it, it'll be interesting to see. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to, I don't know. They're five million over the cap before David. So now they're eight and a half over the cap. I don't know where they can make enough room. Well, they yeah. also have to worry about maybe signing Sue too, because yeah. Sue's also a free agent as well. So is, is Sue going to come back on another one-year deal or a one- and two-year deal? I think that's another question they have to you know figure out is, okay, are we going to maybe let him walk too? Like, what are we doing here? So it's, it's you know, <clears throat> I, I really thought Levante David was probably going to go somewhere else. I thought, yeah. that, mm-hmm. honestly, I was really, yeah. I was shocked when he, when they, came out and said he's going to do a two-year extension on his contract. I was I was like, oh, okay. that I like that. That's He wants to probably retire a buck, which is fantastic. We all want him to stay in town because he's a, he's a homegrown buck. I mean, the guy, besides him, Ray Lewis, I mean, he's got more sacks in the league than, I mean, than anybody. So yeah. I, I really want to be, be the fly on the wall in that, that war room when they discuss about going forward about, okay, we've got these guys left to, to possibly sign on our team. How are we going to get them on the team and who's going to be expendable? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask you two, you know, who's expendable out of that, the rest of the group? Like who's going to be possibly, not, I mean, let's, let's take Fournette out of the question because Fournette is, yeah. is going to be gone. Who is, yeah. who's probably going to be gone, you know, after probably at this week or the next couple of weeks without getting a deal with the Bucks? I mean, everybody we just mentioned, <laughs> we're already in the red. I mean, Gronk, bye, Sue, bye, Antonio Brown, bye. Um, but I also think that this is a team is, you know, you look at their draft capital and this the draft we're going into, and this was something that I wanted to talk about too. I thought wide this draft was wide receiver heavy. There are a lot of great wide receivers. The Buccaneers now, I think either are in, I think they're in the top five in the NFL. Their position group per year, they're paying their quarterback wide receiver group as much as they're paying their quarterback. So they're spending almost, I think it's almost $80 million just in those two position groups, wide receiver and quarterback, when the overall cap <clears throat> if we're saying is going to be about what? One eight or uh, what is it? 280 about, or buck 80? 180 to 180. Yeah. So that means you're almost 50% of your cap in two position groups, more than that. So you know, if I mean, and this is just this is me flipping that and looking at looking at this from another angle. I think you could have drafted a wide receiver, and he could have learned from Mike Evans. He could have learned from a Scotty Miller. He could have learned, you know, maybe from Antonio Brown, um, because you're not spending that sixteen point four on another wide receiver. So, so I you're saying the franchise tag to Godwin was was not a good move. I'm not saying that. I'm okay. saying that I think that you probably could have – that number is based on the franchise tag. You so have to negotiate a deal with Godwin before June 1st. So you're saying they should they could have probably rather promoted up or given some more – like given him money to Tyler Johnson or Scotty Miller instead of saying, Godwin, we, we're going to bring you back for a franchise tag for one. I think right now this – what they've done is fine. It's like a placeholder. You're right. holding Godwin because you don't want him to go anywhere. That's fine. But you better get a deal done because that's the deal that's holding up everybody else. Okay. That's what I think. 
I saw more value in wide receivers in this draft when you look at some of the prospects. And you probably could have gotten somebody, I don't know, of, of his caliber, but somebody that's close to in the first round at 32, um, maybe that wouldn't equal a Shaq Barrett on defense. Okay. Maybe. <clears throat> we'll have to see. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine they get a Shaq Barrett deal done um, with a week to go. I just think that he – I think he knows that he's looking at $20, 25000000 million. And I think he knows that some teams out there need it and will pay for it and have the money to pay for it. Um, but then again, I don't know, because I think culture has been instilled in a lot of what they've done over the past year. So I think, and that's that goes into Levante David too. I mean, being captains for seven straight years, it's just, it's more of a culture thing, I think, for Levante David. And I don't know that that necessarily trickles down to a Shaq Barrett, to an Indomitian Sioux. So I I... I would say Sue is the guy that I don't, they really haven't mentioned trying to work out a deal just yet, which I can see why that would be a little bit less of a priority than Shaq Barrett. But yeah. I can't imagine they get it done. Just being that far over the cap, um, I can't imagine that between Tom Brady and Mike Evans, they're going to find $25 million. But, <laughs> no. um, but, and then, you know, they're also against the wall in the running back department, which I think. You know, we'll talk about that later in more detail, but there's obviously pretty cheap free agent options. There's draft options that they can go for at that position as well. So I would assume, if I had to guess, that people like Gronk, people like Antonio Brown, who will take less because of what other option do they really have? I mean, they're very talented, but they're yeah. Tom Brady's guys, and I can't imagine them getting a huge contract anywhere else. I, I imagine those guys will be kind of lower on the priority list just because they're going to see what they can kind of come out with on the other side once the cap is actually determined and set in stone and everything's kind of worked out. I imagine that those guys might be kind of last minute. Like if we can afford them, we'll tack them on to the end. But if not, then we're not afraid to let them walk. I think it's also too the market now because of all the guys that were released today or not franchise tag now that are now free agents like yeah. Hunter, Hen Hunter Henry, who is a, a, a premier you know, tight end like Chris Carson, yeah, premier running back. Running back. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of those guys, you know, there's going to be a market for everybody now. Now, I think, I think with Gronk and Antonio Brown, it's, you know, there, I think, especially with Gronk, what else do you have to prove? Nothing. You're yeah. a four time Super Bowl champion. You're playing in Tampa with your boy. Why would yeah. you want to go anywhere else? Like, to, obviously, you know, Gronk's. Despite what everybody says, I think Gronk is a relatively smart human being, despite his his party boy MO of, I'm Gronk, I like to play football. <laughs> but I, honestly, I think he's a, a smart businessman, and I think with, with his where he's at in his career, I don't think he's going to go anywhere else because yeah. you know of more money. He's got money. He's got the yeah. rings. He's just having fun playing football. So I think, you know, I agree with you, Kaylee. I think... Antonio Brown and and him are, are kind of lower on the totem pole when it comes to other guys that they're trying to get back on that team. So it, don't be surprised if 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 they take less money than what they made, you know, this past year. Obviously, Antonio Brown made nothing. He made league minimum. I mean, Gronk made what ten million for one year. He, he's probably going to make less than that, but they're going to go try and make another run in the Super Bowl. So you know, it, the the super the ring sometimes to some people, especially in that point in their career, outweighs the money. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I think, and I think that's kind of where you look at priorities. And I think that's why I think we all agree that Leonard Fournette is a guy who yeah. probably won't stick around for the culture, just knowing what we know about him, what 
he has kind of put out there about himself and his priorities and he got the ring and now I think he is ready to walk into a bigger contract where I don't think Gronk's going to go play anywhere else. He wasn't playing before. I think the goal for him, I mean, did you see that he dropped his own (laughs) NFT like, um, like blockchain collection cards today? I mean, he, he's either low key, really smart, or he's got a fantastic business manager. um, And I can't decide. Which I think it's, it might be a little bit of both. I think yeah, I don't know. I think it's a business manager. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing against. I mean, nothing. Hey, Gronk's an animal, dude. And you know who you get? Tom Brady. You know they had conversations, and he's a great tight end. He's athletic. Also, let's not forget Tom Brady intentionally called his number in the Super Bowl. This is a guy that blocked most of the entire year, and just earned really did earn his stripes. So to me. I mean, this is a guy, like we all said, I mean, he's going to, if he wants to come back, he's not doing anything else. He wouldn't do anything else before when Tom called him. You know, he'll, the money is insignificant. It doesn't matter. Tom Brady will be like, dude, I'll write you a check for $3 million, you know, or whatever out of his own personal finances or something. Just so will be like, look, I will pay him in protein shakes in kale salads. Exactly. If you want, if you want Gronk to come back, I love you so much. You ha- yes. What more do you have to prove? This is your boy. I get it. I pay him in kale salads. So, you know, you pay him. That was a really bad yeah. Giselle impression. That's Sorry. okay. That's okay. Plenty of time left in the there's show. A, there's another yeah. guy that. I think a lot of people are forgetting too is, you know, Ryan Suckup. Yeah. The huge, kicker for the team. Huge, huge deal. Piece. Huge, huge piece. deal. Yes. Maybe not for 30 of the other teams in the league, but I think when you look at what the Buccaneers faced last offseason, gone through. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To find a consistent guy at that position is really important. And um, his name has really been a non factor, especially now that deals are starting to get done. You haven't heard really anything about him. And I don't think that they can take another kicking competition through off fiasco. No, yeah, I mean, no. totally agree. No, that the the curse of Matt Bryant was was done after this season. Ryan Suckup came in as has been the hero for the Bucks fans when it comes to kicking woes. Like, get him signed. Get him signed. Obviously, it's he's probably not a priority on the list, but get him Should signed. Be. I know, but you know, kick it's a kick, it's a kicker. I mean. Hey, yeah. we all know the NFL. Nothing against kickers. Nothing have, against hey, kickers. But yeah, gotta have a kicker. Got yeah. gotta have one, dude. The Bears know this story more than most. A lot of people know this story about having a kicker. But I want to. I want to ask you guys something. Now, inner inner division, NFC South. We flip the page. New Orleans Saints. We've had some guests from the New Orleans Saints podcast on our show before. We've we seen some other teams. We did. We and we've seen some that? other teams now. Tell me, riddle me this, Mickey Loomis, okay? We've got a cap that we're approaching, could be between 180 million, 185 million, somewhere in there. The Saints currently 238.1 mil, million, million dollars. So, what? Not, and personally, you don't know who your quarterback's going to be. Uh, Jameis Winston, the guy you think. Is got, is already a free agent, so you probably have to pay up for him because they're second tier teams that need quarterbacks like Washington Redskins, Chicago Bears, some of the people that aren't team. Washington yeah. football team. Excuse me, I'm gonna always say the bloody Redskins. But you know, you're, you're canceled, Chip. Just like Doctor Seuss, you're gonna get canceled. Don't do that. that. Well, all right, I'm not going there. I'm leaving <laughs> that alone. But anyways, guys, what do you do? You're looking at one. We'll take an average. We'll say 183. 
million and you're at 238 million, you don't have a quarterback. The quarterback that you did have, who's going to go into the Hall of Fame, has had broken lungs, punctured lungs, no ribs, could be eating baby food and working out right now. I don't know what's going on, but what do you do? It's, are the Saints? Are we going to roll over the Saints? I frankly, if it's the Saints, I could care less. I mean, they got to do what they yeah. got to do. But I mean, they're 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 in such cap hell. It's it's almost like the rats are. It's comical. Yeah, the rats are betting the shit because of, of so much cap hell they're in. And honestly, I don't care. They want to run with whoever at quarterback. We we still don't know if Drew Brees is actually going to retire or not. Yeah, so, I, I think that's interesting that we yeah. don't know. Because it seemed like that was all set in stone. When you look at the photos of him leaving the Superdome for the last time, it looks like he's got retirement on his brain, right? Like he's kind of made the decision. That's what his face looks like. That's what it felt like when Tom Brady was on the field with him for an hour after the game. That's just what we got the sense of. And all the reports were what's the future of the saints of the quarterback position. And now it's, it's Drew Brees, the quarterback of the future. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> I didn't know that we were discussing that. Uh, you, you won Ken, uh, Ken Barrett on Twitter over with your Dr. Evil impression. Uh, Jim, wow. by the way. He said, yeah. uh, you won it over. How about you? How about I'm very you? Evil. evil. Like the devil. Yes. Like the fruits of the yes. devil. um well we'll see drew Brees is under contract does have a number against the cap is supposed to be on the roster but if drew Brees doesn't play and i'm one of these teams that let's say russell wilson goes a walking and if i'm seattle and drew Brees says i'm retired what do you don't you go don't you go calling drew Brees? Any of your first phone call if he retires, he's not on a team, or maybe he doesn't file. He doesn't file his uh, retirement paperwork. The Saints release him. He says, "I'm going to retire," and all of a sudden, somebody reaches out because this is the year of the quarterback, folks. How did we, we gotta, get? How we did have, we get here? How did we get to talking about the Saints? How did we get here? Jim? Inter- I just talked about Seattle, Inter- and I just talked. I totally changed the teams. Catch up. The beer's getting to you. No, I said, "What if Drew Brees gets released?" And he doesn't file his retirement. I, I don't want Russell Seattle Wilson calls. to call anybody about a vacancy at the quarterback position in the Saints. I don't want Russell Wilson in my division. Period. No. Like, no. Like, no. get no. Don't I even have. Don't left. even. I didn't say he's going to the Saints. I it's well, hey, if he's, uh, but that's one of the destinations. It is on his list. Yeah, on his list where he would like, like the Cowboys is off the list now since Dak has been signed, mm-hmm. which his, is his gargantuan contract. Which hilarity on that contract. So uh, the Bears, Bears, the Saints, Saints, and the Raiders. Raiders. But although John Gruden says Derek Carr is their guy, allegedly. But I don't know. But even still, I don't I don't want Russell Wilson having Drew, uh, Drew Brees' telephone number in my, my Rolodex. I don't want him in my cell phone. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want him there contacting him. And I want the mayor of New Orleans not calling Sierra and going, "Hey, you'll be a part of the debutante oh, ball." Dude, you'll be, I don't want that. No, hardcore for him, dude. I don't want no. What happens if they bail on their entire cop cap number? Get positive. I, I want and take Russell Wilson. I want a king cake to spoil their fun. I want somebody to send them some bluebell king cake ice cream with some laxatives in it to make them not come to new orleans that's how bad i don't want he shouldn't even part like even think about yeah i don't even want him to think about coming to new orleans i don't want russell wilson russell wilson to michael thomas no no i don't want him to in my division scary not at all 
I mean, I think for them, it's going to be tough to get anyone of significance, right? Because Russell Wilson's not going to walk from Seattle without a major payday. And I think, yeah. and, and pieces Believe around him, right? Which I don't necessarily know that, you know, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, his list, because a lot of those teams that he originally listed don't have great offensive lines and, and pass protection, to be fair. So True. it's pretty interesting that that was, those were on his list, but I just think the Saints have so many, like they're, so they've cut down a lot of people. They've restructured a lot of contracts. They're 50 million yeah. over the cap space now, which is still a huge number. So they've got a yeah. lot of restructurings to go, a lot of people that they need to release and decisions to make. Now, I can't imagine that they get anybody that's a Russell Wilson, a Deshaun Watson. Like I, they don't have any capital to do that, but It'll I don't be- know. It'll be Jameis Winston if he takes over. Jameis Winston will be the, the starter for like two years, yeah, five mil or something like that. It'll be a really cheap contract that way if he does well. Jameis Winston is not going to be cheap this year. No, I, I he's going to get this, bid up. He's going to get paid a lot of money. He's not going to get paid a lot of money. I don't think the Saints will offer him a big time contract. They will give him I'm something. The Saints. I'm I saying know. in general. In general, he's not going anywhere else, but the, but the Saints. He's not going anywhere else mm. I, because no. If he if he's going anywhere, he's staying put in New Orleans. New Orleans will offer him a basic Look contract. At he knows, dude. Yeah, yeah, yep. Cam Jordan, Lattimore, Jenkins, multiple firsts. Oh all yeah, the, the, the Saints will have to give up so much to get Russ over there. But, but well, this is also the same trade you're looking at for Deshaun Watson. If you're some of these other teams, the Bears are talking about giving up their best defensive player, multiple defensive players, multiple first round picks. This is the type of thing that you do when you get caught in a jam like the Saints are in right now. You throw the house. You throw everything. And all you do is you go, I know that I can win. Russell Wilson's never been on a team. I think that I think Seattle has only finished. They've always made the playoffs, haven't they? Yeah. I think they finished eight and eight, maybe one year. I, I, I think ever since Pete Carroll took over, that's either. Yeah. Playoffs, so I mean, this is a guy yeah. who won't let you lose. He will not. And if he goes to another team. I don't care where you send him in the NFL. He's going to be 500 wherever you put him. I don't care. Or he's going to make the playoffs because that's just what he is. That's what he does. If you make this happen, if you wish this to happen, Chip, I I'm not wishing. I'm Chip is manifesting it. this. Don't. Doesn't do, make so much sense. You're, so you're wagging you're, your, like, oh, wagging you're your doing, head. You're doing an inception right now. You're like Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio in Inception. You're you're putting the the thoughts in people's minds about having Russ come over to the Saints. No. We're not we're not having it. All right, fine. Well, Bucks right. Barrett agrees. He said somewhere around five mil plus Jameis. He won't be back there. Plus incentives. Guys, this is a quarterback driven league. I'm telling everybody, we all know and we're getting ready to see this is going to be a seismic shift. Like next week, Sunday, starting at 1 p.m., I'm tuning into the NFL channel, and you're going to start to see all the contract deals that are going to start coming down. And teams that are going to teams that are in the bottom half of the first round are going to have to sign quarterbacks or trade quarterbacks early. So guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, he's going to have to be traded. Guys like Sam Darnold, he should be traded if you know what you're doing, but I don't know if the Jets actually know what they're going to do yet. I've heard they're they're actually 50-50 in their organization on what they should do. Kaylee, do you think it's over for Sam Darnold with the Jets? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely over, but I think I have a lot of hope um, and I, I'm not just saying this because I'm thankful that they slipped to number two, but I have, a lot, <laughs> I have a lot of hope for the Jets just based on what I'm hearing. And 
their patience in this offseason. I, I do think Sam Darnold's ultimately out, but I do think that they've shown really great patience in evaluating every possible scenario, really looking at every single guy, not only in free agency, but in the draft, evaluating every possible aspect to have this long-term success. They've done fine in terms of draft capital, obviously. They've got plenty of cap. Yeah. They've got all of these pieces. They just have to make the right decision. And I think they're going to do it. I mean, I'd rather, to be honest with you, be in an organization that's 50-50 and still discussing it and trying to figure out the best solution than someone, than like the Eagles, where their owner is like, Jalen Hurts is the guy. Don't worry about it. Jalen Hurts is the guy. That's who That's who the quarterback is, right? Like, I would rather be at the Jets and say, like, let's talk about it. Let's figure out the best situation than be somewhere where it's decided for me as a coaching staff and as a front office and then have to work backwards to try to fit in the pieces. But, I mean, if, if Jameis Winston goes from New Orleans, who goes to New Orleans? Like, who can they afford and who – They still have Taysom Hill under contract. I guess, but is he no, going – I mean – are they gonna? Yeah. Are they gonna? They ha, they've never committed to him as like the guy yeah. fully. So like, what? I mean, do you think that that is really going to be their option? I don't if, know that they can survive if, for two years. If Jameis, if Jameis goes and, and goes somewhere else, that's that's gonna have to be their option for now, unless they go in the draft and, and maybe draft a quarterback. Yeah. So well, everybody, I think, and and oh, Bushman, tell me your take on this. So. I think quarterbacks, especially the ones that can potentially get traded this year, the best value, their peak value, will be April 20, uh, April 29th on draft night. We're going to see how free agency plays out next week. We're going to see what kind of holes you get. But how many trades of quarterbacks do you think we might see on draft night? <clears throat> Some of the guys we've talked about that we know could be Sam Darnold, I, I don't. What's the what are you putting as the over? I mean, well, I, I don't honestly. I say maybe one, one or two, one or two. That's at what the, I probably at the most because it's it's the conundrum of you have a conundrum of the Jets and you have the conundrum of Deshaun Watson and also Miami. Like people want to go and play for Robert Saleh up in up in New York. Everybody's yeah. been saying that, even though the Jets have basically nothing. Yeah, yeah. But people want to play for him because he's he's a coach's he's a coach's coach he's a player's coach. He's energetic. He, he's ener he's energetic. Young he's looking, guy, he's looking to, to, to change the culture around. But yeah, you know when if you're a quarterback and you're and you're looking at the destinations of where I, I'm going to go, am I just going to go for the coach and I'm going to be a part of this rebuild that it could could be two three years down the line and waste my career away? Or could I go into a win now franchise like a Miami, where Miami's got so much draft clout they could they could throw at a team like Houston? And say, look, I'm going to give you this these two picks plus two a plus a future first rounder for your boy Deshaun. But it may not even happen with Deshaun Watson because Deshaun might even hold out. He might even hold out all of next season. And he said that before. If if there is no trade done, he will hold out. So. That puts Houston in a position where, okay, maybe we need to go out and get a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick to come in and play for Houston. Like he can maybe lead us to a six and six and you know six and ten record or five and what eleven. Jameis Winston. What about a Mitchell Trubisky? You don't like any of those guys for Houston if they trade? I you know I think the best fit for for Houston would would be maybe Jameis, but like they've got it's it's I I, I see at draft time maybe one or two moves being made. The rest. 
not the expectation of draft day is there's going to be so many trades. There might be a couple. I mean, the past couple of years, we haven't seen a lot of crazy ass trades. We haven't. So I I, I don't think going into this year, you're going to see a lot of those crazy trades too, because of the landscape with COVID, you know, we, we haven't been able, there was no combine, you know, all the coaches have only been going to the, the pro days. So you haven't really seen these guys up front, you know, competing with the other guys in the combine. So are we going to see a lot of trades that are going to be crazy? Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. we see trades. Trades with the quarterbacks that are currently playing, not any of the guys coming in. I, I, I think I, you I see know. a trade for Deshaun Watson. I don't, I don't I think see that it. definitely happens. And I, I think it. you could see a trade for either a Sam Darnold or a Jimmy Garoppolo because, and Kaylee, tell me, tell me your take on this. Do you think that somebody is worth more, obviously on draft night, potentially in the eyes of the holder of the player versus the players that are the teams that are looking for him because you're caught in a night where you can get somebody excited and they maybe throw an offer over the top that you might not get during any other time. Yeah, I think so. I think the the theme of this offseason is impatience and whether yeah. it's impatience with the guys currently on your roster and needing and in kind of the situation Miami is in, is it saying you know, we're one and done, we need to figure something out? Or is it impatience to, you know, sign people right away, get pieces in place? And I think we're we're seeing those teams rush. So that's kind of why I'm leaning away from so many trades happening on draft night is I just think this frenzy of an offseason is caused by just pure impatience, a lot of new coaching systems, a lot of new pieces in different places. And they're trying to get things in as fast as possible and to get a jump on the offseason that they didn't necessarily have last year due to COVID. So I think we're seeing a lot of those pieces move around beforehand, but I think on draft night, I think you can kind of always bet for a few moves that are not necessarily worth what you're giving up for it. I just don't know how many of them will be quarterbacks. I think there will definitely be moves, whether it's draft capital or other pieces that will move and you'll kind of scratch your head and wonder why someone gave up that much for that person or for that pick. But I, I don't know about quarterbacks just because it seems like everyone's kind of freaking out. And even Deshaun Watson, I don't see him moving this year um, personally. So I think that would be the only one that might come on a draft night when teams are panicking and maybe the Texans even are panicking. But um, again, I think they're going to hold him hostage until the end of the season. So I agree. Oh, what about the dirty, dirty people? I It's the Texans, man. They're terrible. Here, yeah. Here's my hot take on, on teams this season is that – you're going to see teams, any team that has a good culture and treats their players well, succeed over the next five years. Like, I, I just think you will. I think that's why Miami really was able to bounce back so quickly after rebuilding. I think that's why the Jets, I do think that they're going to kind of run a little bit faster than people expect them to. I, I just think that that's kind of where the the tides are shifting. The Buccaneers have got that figured out, obviously. They've got people lining up to take a restructured contract and make less money this year just to go back and play with those same guys. And, you know, Super Bowls are fun, but the odds of a Super Bowl are so slim. So really you're signing up to just play with that team again for 16, 18, 20 weeks potentially. So I think, I think that's really what we're going to see outweigh everything is culture. Like, can you provide, can you bring in your players at high level decision-making times can you involve them in the front office decisions can you make them happy players who want to play for you and if so 
you'll have a great team and you'll build a great legacy and a franchise that is successful year after year. And if not, then you're going to fail. So player centric organizations. Yes. Yep. Kind of what we're moving towards. Yeah. I think that's well, I, it's, it's the evolution of the game of where we're at right now is. Yeah. And I'll, no, I don't want to say that because it'll sound really. <laughs> I think the oh, mango, I think, I think the mango IPA, I, the mango IPA is, is getting to me. Is it getting to you? It's it's, play, it's, well, it's, it's, a, it's a quote out of the out of the movie basketball where uh where matt uh matt uh, trey parker and matt matt stone were the main characters of the movie the creators of south park by the way yeah yes uh they say oh so you know how they treat players oh yeah how like they used to treat them like indentured servants like they don't <laughs> want to be treated like that anymore like yeah. they, they want to be involved yeah. in the player development they want to be able to pick and choose kind of like what tom brady does yeah. now with the Bucks is he wants yeah. to be able to pick the guys that he wants to bring onto the team, and you know that's why you can call him the goat because of now a lot of these these big superstar quarter quarterbacks are I want to do I want to do that I want to be able to do that on my team, and in guys like Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson who have been on their teams for a very long time are in that disgruntled mode of hey look. You know, I've I've bled my my blood for you guys. I've played for you guys for a long time. Now is the time to let me be involved with who I want to bring in and 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 make our, our team a winner. Like we've had to deal with the BS for the very for so much. Like I like I'm surprised Deshaun Watson has wasn't gone a couple of years ago or demanded a trade a couple of years ago with the amount of crap he had to sure. deal with with Bill O'Brien being there making the stupid moves that Bill O'Brien made. And then when it comes to Russell Wilson, like. I would be tired of being on my my back every single game because they had no offensive line. So now they're taking cues from Tom Brady where look, I want to be the I want to kind of be like a LeBron. I want to be a, a, a GM of my team and make those player de- player decisions where I, I want to pick those guys that are gonna help me win a champion and help us win a championship. Not only me, but help the organization win a championship. So nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. All right. Well, I want to talk running backs, but before that, let's give a brief shout out to our newest sponsor, eBay, whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously (laughs) inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. And each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has a limited selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to sell or flip your collection. So go to ebay.com slash sneakers today eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and a unique selection. eBay, let's so sell glad. some shoes, people. <laughs> so glad. Sell your kicks. To, I don't have to read it anymore. That was that was <laughs> pitch that was perfect, stellar. Kaylee. That was, was that was so Thanks. good. You Thanks. say the word authenticity so well, <laughs> and I say it perfectly fine. Uh, uh, now you say it. So uh, now I say it. The yes. key is just having like two to three mango IPAs and then doing the ad read. Yes, because both. Seven percent times thirty-two ounce. Is that, that a lot? Sense. Is that a lot? I don't know. I honestly, I don't even think that's math. That's not math at all. You can't put like a point zero seven or niner. I mean, I'm sure you can. 
I'm sure you can. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I lost count. We're <laughs> going to talk about what we do know, which is about running backs. Running yes. backs. Running backs. <laughs> Leonard Love Fournette Forsman. is hopefully out. Leonard Fournette is probably out. But either way, I think if Leonard Fournette stays or goes, they kind of have a hole to fill at running back. I could be wrong, but they don't really have a guy that can consistently get out of the backfield, catch passes, get those yards after catch. They just don't have that piece. And I think Leonard Fournette, like unless you're going to keep him on a cheap contract, he's just not worth it's not gonna probably the production you're getting. I mean, I I don't know how many postseasons he's going to have, like the one he just had, but he was a pretty much yeah. non-factor during regular season. So when you look at overall production, not worth paying someone that much, but they've got a lot of options um, running back wise. Now they're limited because they're on a budget. So <laughs> I guess if you're gonna if you're gonna eye free agents, we'll start with free agents, and then we can talk about draft picks. But if you're gonna eye free agent options, who are you looking at if you're the Buccaneers? Oh God, I like a James White. Mm, I like that he's, one too. He's very familiar with with Sir Thomas Brady, Sir Thomas Patrick Brady. Uh, you know, and he likes his former players coming down to Tampa. So why not say, hey, you know, why don't you come down here, be my my pass catching back, and come down here? I like a James White. I like a Marlon Mack too. Mm. Well, Marlon Mack is a a name that's been thrown around there too. But I don't know if he's cheap enough. Yeah, yeah, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be cheap. Yeah, but. that's that's well. I, I paused there for a second because I was swallowing the game. I think a James, I love James White, but the cheapest yeah. running back you can find is going to be in the draft. Yeah, so that'll be your cheapest, cheapest one. So you're so, looking at maybe a Najee Harris from Alabama, even though guys, he, he'll he'll be gone by then. He'd be way gone. Yeah, he'd be way gone. But, but yeah. you got Javante Williams from North Carolina. Now, if you're looking for a pass catcher, Javante Williams was a starter. There was a guy, Michael Carter, who was behind him, who's going in like the fifth round right now, who's like a little like a Darren Sproles mm. type of guy. We're looking five eight, five nine. Uh, 185, uh, you know, can catch passes, electric on screens, kind of a guy that can that can do that type of deal. So I kind of like him from North Carolina. Played football up the good old uh, Tobacco Road, Chapel Hill. Should we do a little bit of uh, free agent running back roulette? To yeah. See what ones would be available. We can do, yeah. Okay, th- first, first name I'll throw out there. Aaron Jones, probably not. He's no. probably going back to the Sure. Bank. Bring him, dude. It's raining money down here in Tampa. A uh, recently uh on Fran- uh, on uh for Chris Carson. Probably not. No. no. James Connor. James Connor. That's still, interesting, I like but that, I still think he's gonna be a little too pricey. pricey. A little pricey. Jarek McKinnon. Okay, I like that one, actually. I'm not hating that one. Okay. Off it- Georgia Southern, went to Georgia Southern. Went to San Francisco, had some injuries, had some pileups. Played played in Minnesota, too. Played at Minnesota. Yep, Yep. went to Minnesota as well. Yeah. So, Um, yeah, that might be – yeah, I kind of dig that one. Another one, uh, Chip, you're familiar with, Tevin Coleman. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Maybe sort of. He can catch the ball – yeah, he could catch the ball out of the backfield. Okay. He's an elder. He's an elder statesman, not really a pass catching back. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm talking about the next guy, not, the, not this pass. Okay, one. okay. Le- Le'Veon Bell, not really a passing back, but he is a free agent. Uh, 
didn't really do much in Kansas City or in New York when he was with the Jets. Yeah, I mean, you already have LaShawn McCoy sitting on the bench. I don't know how many more. I think I'm over the hill, Evan. I don't think I want to play running back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Marlon Mack, which I mentioned. I like Mm -hmm. Marlon Mack. Return Uh, of the Mack. Another elder statesman, uh, Mark Ingram, dealing with a lot of injuries last year. Yeah. He's also, I don't know that he's necessarily the piece they need. Like, I don't know that he fills any sort of gap in their run game. A man that is... Wise above his ear, a year, ears, 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 wise above his, whatever. Ears? He's like the Terminator. Uh, he's like a transformer. Frank Gore, who's like 2000 years old. I'm just worried that like one He'll of the die. games is going to have to stop because he died. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you're going to have to rush him to the hospital. Like, <laughs> Okay. I kind He'll of like, die. I kind of like this one. Devonta Freeman. I like, Devonta okay. Freeman. I like Devonta Freeman. Is a familiar yeah. familiar with the NFC South. Mm-hmm. Does he play with yeah. Duke Johnson. Okay, I, like I that one. don't hate that one. I I that one came up earlier, and I don't hate it. Okay, I don't hate that one. I'm trying. To I don't hate that one either. I There's like... one I do like better, and I'm waiting for you to get there. All right. Okay. Okay. Get I've there. got obviously James White. We talked about before, mm-hmm. and then Rex Burkhead. Mm. I love him as a person and a player. <laughs> okay, but not for but, this. But not, not, I, don't like, I don't like it either. I'm I'm with you on that. I don't like it. Either. I don't like it either. Uh, I don't like this one. Todd Gurley don't like it. Mm-mm, no. Uh, Dion Lewis don't like it mm, at all. No. Uh, now he has said he wants to play in Tampa. The old man, Adrian Peterson, AP himself. I just. How much longer are we going to allow this to continue? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Still productive, though. Yeah, very productive in Detroit. In Detroit, Detroit, when you have the the only person that can do anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, You know, you get him on the show. He can be like Sean McCoy-esque, okay? Yeah. Uh, That's what we need more of. I I, help young running backs. I like this next one. Uh, filled in for for White Lightning, Mike Davis. That's mine. Is that the one? That's the one. Okay, Love I it. like that one too. I like Love Mike it. Davis. Uh, and then Jamal Williams from Green Bay. That's a good one. I like that. I like one. that one. Carlos Hyde. No, as a Jags fan, I can tell you, don't even go there. Okay. Uh, Malcolm Brown. Mm. Ish. Yeah. 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 I don't Ish. Like it. And, Not excited. and the last two aren't even worth mentioning: LaShawn McCoy and Devontae Booker. So, mm, yeah. Out so of the one, you, out of the ones we talked about, which ones really tickle your fancy? Which one really kind of say, okay, if I'm if I'm Jason Light, I need somebody to fill in for Leonard Fournette. Who am I going to offer? Little probably to no money to to maybe take a one year, two year deal. I mean, I think James White's the obvious answer just because of yep. the connections, and I also think. He's, you know, six years with Brady, right? He was averaging like nine yards, nine or 10 yards in the passing game with Brady. So I think you look at those, he's just going to be a natural fit into that system. He's, you're not going to have to worry about developing him that much. He's just going to kind of slide right in and, and they're going to get more off season time. So he's even more going to fit with that offense. But I like Mike Davis because I like Mike Davis. And I also think that, you know, he put up, over 350 passing yards. I just think given what he was able to do with the Panthers, given the season that they had and and the injuries they had, 
and kind of having to switch up schemes. You've got a quarterback who's not necessarily the most polished or developed and your system is not necessarily the most polished. Um, I was really impressed by him. I think he's a great third down back. I think he's that guy who's physical. He's going to fight for extra yards. He's going to get the yards after catch. And I think that's what they need, right? Like they've got a first down guy. They've got Ronald Jones. They know how to use him, but they need that third down guy who's going to get those yards after the check down. And Mike Davis is key for that. A fantasy stud handcuff in fantasy yeah. past year. Like what a pickup. I picked him up on waivers when CMC went down. He So how would you rank Chip? How would you rank yours? I mean, I loved Jarek McKinnon. And I he'll he'll be cheap, but I, what I was getting ready to ask, guys, you're spending you're spending no more than three million dollars. And actually that's way too much for what you should be spending. Well now when you draft somebody in the second or third round, you're spending that, you know, maybe in the first year of their deal. And well, I don't know but, what the breakdown is of running backs, but I know you no- keep Chip, I know you keep bringing up the draft, but the Bucks are in a win now mode. They're not. They're not drafting for the future. They're 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 playing no. for now now. So so you're telling me Ronald Jones can't carry the load? No, I'm not saying he. he I'm saying he can. But if if they're going to go after free agents or anybody in the draft, I I'm I'm gonna they're gonna lean towards free agency because they want to win now. They don't want to wait. They can't afford running. anybody in free agency. You could get James White on cheap. I think they can figure. I I also think because James White is a Brady guy, that's someone who gives. I think any guy that's connected to Brady is going to get more incentive from Brady to restructure. And that's the only guy that, that I would take in free agency. Okay, that yeah, would be the he's, only he's at, one. He's at the top of my list for guys they could bring in is James White. So yeah. James White, what did he make last year? Five million. Mm. I don't know, you're, the, you're the stats man. I, don't know I have no idea. So let's see. I also think you're just concerned with the fact of like three million sounds like a lot given their cap situation, but three million to know exactly what you're getting, exactly what it's going to look like with Tom Brady and exactly how it's going to fit into your offense right away, as opposed to guys like, and there are guys in the draft, Kylan Hill. I like Jefferson from Oregon state. I like, but at the same time, you have no idea how (laughs) to play out. He's coming off a three-year, twelve million dollar deal, so four. Million. So his average like four million. Four so million, we were pretty yeah. close to what you're going to pay him. Yeah, four yeah. four million bucks. Now, what if it came down to signing Shaq Barrett, and you've got to fill your roster, and you can't you can't get a free agent running back. You go to I, the draft. I uh, well, yeah, I'm okay with that. If yeah. I'm bringing back Shaq, then I'm okay with not get, spending money on a free agent for a running back. Yeah, because their run game didn't win them the Super Bowl. They're right. in their and that's, why, right? that's why I think that why spend $4 million on a free agent guy when you could spend $2 million? You know, I just think that if you're going to go, if you're really going to make a, a pull for, for Barrett, you have to sign Godwin and you're going to have to take money from your best players. And it's not a little bit of money. It's a, lot it's of a, money. It's a crap ton of money. Which so, which I think a lot of those guys are okay with doing if they're if they're all they're all on the same page about going for yeah. two, I think they're all they're okay with doing that. So yeah. you ask them to take an extra four million for James White too. I mean, I would think they I think they would be able to kind of backload like if they sign either of those guys to a two year deal, they can backload that money onto twenty twenty two. So you can figure it out, but the I think the issue is that. Shaq Barrett, the decision needs to come within the week, right? Like yeah. they have a very limited time frame to figure Shaq Barrett out. 
And I think once free agency comes and starts and, and he's an unrestricted free agent, I think it's over, right? Like, I think that's, yeah. that's it. That's game over because people are going to come in. They're going to pay more. They're going to pay money that the bucks won't be able to match. And then I think yeah. you can look toward more expensive free agent running backs. You can look to sign a Gronk, a Brown, any guys that you want to bring back just to reinforce your offense. But, you know, I think if, if the week comes and goes and they sign Shaq Barrett, I think now a lot of pieces get moved around. So it's kind of up in the air, but I don't, I don't see them doing any of this in the next week. Cause I think the focus no. is solely going to be, do we have a deal with Shaq Barrett or do we take a fully different approach to what we're trying to do? In I think if they do not shine Shaq Barrett, then you are wide open. Uh, you know, free agency will be way more. You can look for a backup running back. You can look for, you know, defensive linemen. Running back is a position where we find gems in the seventh round who make yeah. no more than four million in four years. You pay yeah. him a million. Dollars. I mean, if you if you don't get Shaq, you can also try and get Von Miller. I mean, I mean, I don't, uh, I, don't I don't know whether to cry or has, laugh or yeah, I don't know what issues. to do. He, he has issues, so let's not worry about that. Kaylee, yeah. yeah, what do you think about Von Miller? That'd be good. <laughs> That'd be a good sign. <laughs> He's available. You know, no, I, no. I'm kidding. This is Let's, a home for problem children, apparently, yes. down yeah, in Tampa. Yeah. Let's there. not do that to the okay. to the Bucks. We don't want to. No, do that. I I don't know. I think Shaq Barrett's obviously worth. I, I'm interested. I don't know. He's worth a lot. Given if they want to repeat success, I think he's worth a lot. Um, so I I hope they would get that deal done, but I can't imagine that happening. But I do think that this will be a much more fun conversation if they don't. And because you're, like you said, you're not wide open because you're still kind of against the wall when it comes to cap space. But now the the options of how do you move those pieces around become almost endless because there's a lot of different options there. Yeah, but, if you're not giving up the 18 to 20 million that he wants a year, then you become, your like you said, Kelly, your options are, you can mix and match and, fill your roster kind of the way you want. And that's what the Bucs are going to have to decide. I mean, Tom Brady was definitely in on this decision as far as Godwin is concerned because he said, hey, look, man, I want my full complement of options. And we all know that, yes, the offense did great. I think the defense really carried a lot of that weight, um, you know, in the playoffs. And they did they did a lot of the work. So, um, I don't know. That would have been kind of my thought process on keeping guys – um, keeping the defense and then, you know, seeing what you have to do. But it's not saying they've made a mistake yet. They didn't make a bad decision. There's still things to come. They still have most of the guys that were on the team, and and they can still do great things. So we just have to see how it plays out with Shaq. I think that's the one – that's the key piece in everything. It's a rock and a hard – that's actually a funny point because it is a rock and a hard place where you have to please Tom Brady at every step of the way. But – yeah, your defense won you a Super Bowl, so you want to resign people on the defensive side of the ball, but you're also indebted to Tom Brady for everything that you're worth and your family. So, <laughs> like, Tommy, okay. what do you want to do here, Tommy? Tommy boy, come to the office. Well, this is what I want to do. Uh, I want to sign Randy Moss. He needs to come out of retirement. Uh, Odell Beckham yeah. Jr., get Odell him down Beckham. here. Yes. Now. Oh, no, no, no. We've, heard, we've all <laughs> no. heard that. We've all seen that story. Don't act like we all haven't fake, seen it. Fake news. That happens. What? What, what are hey, you going to do? I, I don't even think it. it's an option, but... No, I'll no. go nuclear. 
No, I'll say, he, I'll say no, no. You have to trade for him, and he makes way too much money. No. Yeah, there's there's no way financially they can no. do it, but it's fun to think about because the the report is that Tom Brady is the one who said that, and that's what I imagine is the only way Jason Light would be like, let's look at OBJ, is if Tom Brady's like, I want Odell Beckham Jr. And I can't you imagine any fire. of these things happening. You'd be like, okay, Tom, are you gonna pay for him? With your money or Giselle's money? Yeah. Or yeah. the PPP loan he took out and then bought yeah. a $2 million yacht. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, public record. If public uh, record's a legend. Okay. Well, yeah. I think I don't think personally, and this will be my last take on Shaq Barrett, I don't see how it happens. Do I want it to happen? Yes. yes. Do I want the defense? Of course I do. I just don't see financially. I don't know where this money's going to come from. I, I agree with you. I, I think by not signing him, it, it gives them a little bit more freedom to, you know, bring some people over that they could sign. So, Dude, they yeah. got Bud Dupree. He's 28 years old, played in a 3-4. Guy can kind of roam the field as a mic. He's been in pass coverage before. He's leaving the Steelers. I mean, he's a similar guy. He's posted double-digit sacks before. Um, So, I mean, they got some flavors. Yeah, just depends on what they want to stick with the hometown, bro. We'll see. Yeah, yeah we shall see. Well, do we want to talk about this Bucks billboard before we get out of here? Dude, this Bucks billboard. It massive. was a total total fail on total fail. Fa- it turned, out, it turned out for a good cause. Our our good friends at Loose Cannons Podcast, who they're they're you know they're gods on the Twitterverse. <laughs> <clears throat> their their billboard, which they try to get up in in New Orleans, fell through because the uh the company billboard company running the space chickened out, chickened yep. out because they didn't want the backlash from uh you know local Saints fans, obviously. But it turned out to be a positive thing because they do they donated money, which they were going to use for the uh the billboard to charity to the uh Bruce, the Arians Foundation, which could, yes, I want to see the receipts, but yeah, <laughs> um. That's the that is like 2020, 2021 in a nutshell. Like I don't care what you say you donated. I want your receipts on Twitter right you want, now. You want, you want the tax forms right now? I you do want, want your tax forms. Yeah. You want, you want the W's? Okay. <laughs> Show me the tax forms. I, I I like it. I mean, those guys they they they're you know out of this world when it comes to their their content and stuff. But uh, they made national news with you know their their billboard and everything. I think it was a little excessive because you know we beat them. You know in the what the divisional round it wasn't even in the, the the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl, so it's like, guys, I, I know we we hate the Saints, but as Frozen says, let it go, let it go. You know, well, this is a never-ending back and forth. Well, know. yeah, now you become Super Bowl champs. Guess what? You get the target painted on the El Baco. Yeah, everybody wants to come and get a piece of the champ now. As I said in that uh, pre pre show, from trolling to charity. So it was. It went. It went to a good cause. It was yeah, a good, good. Thing. Good, yeah. good, good swing to the other side. Yeah. So, so yeah, those guys, well, those guys on loose cans like Samer and and Devin and Stank and Papa Latte, we congratulate you for the the charity. So yeah, you guys yeah. have some good good move. Also, good shout move. out to their followers because they yeah. did the poll to select whether it went to a charity or it went to a billboard in Tampa. So yeah. good on you for well, not not thirty percent of you, but the seventy percent <laughs> of you who chose charity. You're good people. And a week late because uh, that money, they could have split it half to go to the Vincent Jackson Foundation. Yeah. With the tragic passing of, of Vincent Jackson. But hey, you know, we don't know what, you know. So, yeah, they did some good. 
Loose cannons did. did some good. Yeah, they did. Any uh, final thoughts before we yeah. get the heck out? I have one coming to America too. <laughs> I also heard that. Terrible. I am terrible. not. Now you know what I'm going to say this, and I'm going to I'm going to put myself out there. Please do on live show right now for the whole world to see and hear. Please. This movie, terrible, is a redo of an American classic that can never be personified, shot above, better than ever again. So when I go see this movie, don't my no, it's I'm gonna Amazon. go see it. Don't. It's on Amazon. You don't have to. Like, yeah, have to go see it. It. Well, anyways, I'm gonna stream it. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna whatever I have to do to look at it. I am not going in with the expectations. That this thing is going to win freaking awards. This is wow. a thought about sequel that took 40 years to make. 30 years. So, this is not going to be better than the first one. Nothing ever will be. This is the artist getting a chance to go back, enjoying the success they had from the first one, rejoining co, you know, co-workers hugging, high-fiving, and saying, man, did you think 30 years ago we would actually be doing a reboot and coming to America too? And they'd all look at you and go, no, we're crazy. So, no, I'm going to enjoy Eddie Murphy being 900,000 years old, Arsenio Hall, <laughs> who's dead, you know, almost, and every other older I, person that I'm going <clears> to <throat> see in this movie. As a person who saw the movie firsthand, you will not enjoy it. You will not laugh once. I did not laugh. You didn't laugh once. not once? Not once. That's horse manure. I didn't I totally even have with that statement. There was no chuckle or a half smirk from me. From you went into that movie movies. thinking all the wrong things. You thought that was going to be better no, than I, I already knew what that movie was going to be. It was going to be a retread of the first one. It's 30 years later. A lot of sequels don't work, especially 30 years, 40 years later. A lot of them don't do it. Of all of those people getting together and doing Here, that. Chip, here's an appreciation. Don't do a sequel. Yeah. I mean, this it's is like digging loose change out of your couch and putting it in the change eater machine when you go on vacation so you can gamble in the Las Vegas gas station. It's not, it shouldn't, it's, it's just a claw for money. Like, it's not, I don't find it to be endearing. I find it to be like they're trying to like dig up anything that they can do to make more money. That's all of Hollywood. All those but guys yeah, are so rich, they don't need it. What's sad like, about it Eddie is Eddie Murphy is not dying for money right now. Well, what's no. sad about it is Eddie Murphy was on kind of like a, a run, like a comeback run. Like he had, you know, my mm. name is Dolomite. Uh, you know, he's had like this kind of career renaissance where he's kind of back now, but then he kind of ruins it with coming to America. It was terrible. It was so he does not ruin his career on one movie. I, hey, hey, he's done it I a couple times in his career where he's ruined himself on a few movies. Uh, I will still love him for Beverly Hills Cop for which, coming to America, which for, Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop for Four is supposed to be coming out. Eddie Murphy, I mean, yeah, this is hey, hilarious. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm looking at Eddie! this. As, I'm looking Eddie! at this as a celebration of actors and actresses that no. did something so fantastic the no. first time. I want to see them now when they're all in their 70s, no. dropping lines, blacking no. out, going to bed at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, no. and eating the set dinners. That's Don't. all I want to see. 
No, I, I my yeah. expectations for this movie are kind of like your Bucks expectations. I was year. just about to say oh. that you should have lowered expectations because you will not laugh, chuckle, or smirk once during. The I can't movie. wait for the barbershop scenes where Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall change characters, and they're all in the same room and they play four different characters. Spoiler alert! Wait. I'll get. I'll tell you what. It's PG thirteen. There's no f bombs in the movie. That's okay. So that's a mistake. That's a mistake. Well. I am but not. That's, that tells you they're not doing it for an endearing reunion of the cast and crew. They're doing it for money because more money is comes out of PG-13 movies than rated R movies. Exactly. Well, and I will agree with you on that. Because that's so, true. F you, F you, F you, who's next? Yeah, see? <laughs> like the movie says. That's right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to watch it, and I think I'll laugh once. Listen, if you've got two hours to kill or you don't have anything else to watch, watch it, but you're not going to be entertained. I wasn't. I actually, there's twice, two points in the movie where I was on my phone where I didn't even care what was going on. So just letting you know. Wow, that's quite. Yeah, that's. I'm quite still going to I don't care. Sand. It's a phone movie. A phone movie where you'll be on your phone during the whole movie. I don't do that. That's rude. Mic drop. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> thanks everyone who tuned in. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram at Play the Bay TV. We'll be going live again next week on YouTube and Twitch. So make sure to follow us on Twitch. And uh, we'll catch you guys next Tuesday. On the flippity flop. Bye. Don't watch Coming to America. Don't. Zamunda. Thanks for listening to Play the Bay. We'll be back again with another episode on the Believe Podcasting Network. If interested in advertising, please contact Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.